Welcome to the Daily Fantasy 5 Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Vecchio, and we are getting set for NHL action. Today is Thursday, March the 7th. There's an 11-game slate. As always, the podcast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. It's all over the place. Give it a like, follow, or subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at DFS underscore Tom. 11 games, as I said, on today's slate. Plenty of options across the board. Uh, should be a pretty high-scoring slate with a number of games sitting with over-unders, sitting at 6, 6.5, six and, and even seven, uh, 7 total points. So let's hop right in, starting off with goalies as usual. We have two Garas confirmed for the Boston Bruins. They are at home. They are minus 220 favorites going up against the Florida Panthers, who are plus 184. Roberto Luongo projected, but not yet confirmed in net for Florida. Bruins coming with a 3.61 implied goal total. The Panthers are 2.39. Next, we have what should be a very high-scoring game, 6.5 over under. The Columbus Blue Jackets are visiting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Matt Murray is confirmed in net for Pittsburgh. They are minus 124 at home, 3.36 implied goal total. Sergey Bobrovsky on the other side for Columbus, not yet confirmed. They are only plus 104 on the road with a 3.14 implied goal total. So certainly looking at some points in this game. Next, we have the Auto Senators coming in as plus 188 home dogs. That is massive. Going up against the New York Islanders, who they just played the other night. The Islanders come in at minus 225 road favorites with a 3.63 implied goal total. The, the Sens are at 2.37. Anders Nilsson is likely not yet confirmed to be starting for the Senators, and I'm assuming it's going to be Thomas Grice in net for the Islanders. Robin Lehner left in the third period of their game on Tuesday uh, with an injury, and it had no uh, confirmation on him being in or out, so he, I assume he'll miss at least one game. Next, we have the New York Rangers visiting the Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings coming at minus 113 with a 2.82 implied goal total. Jimmy Howard likely not yet confirmed for the Red Wings. The Rangers are only minus 107 in this game, so we're looking at a pretty close one here with a 2.68 implied goal total. Henrik Lundqvist is confirmed in net for the Rangers. Next, we have the Minnesota Wild visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa comes in as minus 265 Home favorites with a 3.78 implied goal total. The Wild plus 218 on the road, 2.22 implied goal total. Devin Dubnik not yet confirmed in net. Then we have what should be an absolute barn burner of a game. The Buffalo Sabres visiting the Chicago Blackhawks over under sitting at 7 in this game. The Blackhawks are minus 132 at home, 3.68 implied goal total. Probably going to be seeing Corey Crawford in net for Chicago. On the other side, we're prob- probably but not yet confirmed going to be seeing Carter Hutton, the Sabres come in plus 112 on the road with a 3.32 implied goal total. Very, very fantasy friendly game. We'll talk about that in a bit. Then we have the Colorado Avalanche visiting the Dallas Stars. The Stars come in minus 130 home favorites, 2.88 implied goal total. Ben Bishop not yet confirmed in net for the Stars. Semyon Varlamov not yet confirmed in net for the Avs. The Avs coming at 2.62 implied goal total, plus 110 on the road, so they earn a spot to steal away a road victory. Moving on, we have the Edmonton Oilers hosting the Vancouver Canucks, who are on the second night of a back-to-back. The Oilers coming at minus 166 home favorites, 3.37 implied goal total for them. Uh, We should be seeing Miko Koskinen in net for Edmonton. As I said, Vancouver on the second night of a back-to-back, 2.63 implied goal total, plus 145 on the road. Last night, they had Jacob Markstrom in net, which means we should be seeing Thatcher Demko uh, in net tonight. He's very cheap across the industry, obviously a riskier option, though. Moving on to some of the final West Coast games, 
We have the Calgary Flames also on the second night of a back-to-back, which means they should have Mike Smith in net. They're visiting the Arizona Coyotes. Darcy Kemper is confirmed for Arizona. The Flames actually come in at minus 130 road favorites. The Yotes are plus 110 um, at home with a 2.86 implied gold total. The Flames are 3.14 implied gold total. Then we have the St. Louis Blues also on the second night of a back-to-back. Binghamton was in net for them last night. We should be seeing Jake Allen tonight. They are facing off against the Los Angeles Kings, who will likely have Jonathan Quick in net. The Blues coming at minus 175 road favorites, 3.21 implied goal total. The Kings are plus 151 at home, 2.38 implied goal total there. Not really expecting too much of the Kings, uh, as we really haven't had. Uh, We're expecting too much out of them all season, really. Then we have what should be a very solid game, the Montreal Canadiens visiting the San Jose Sharks. San Jose comes in at minus 170 at home. Martin Jones likely to be a net, not yet confirmed, 3.39 implied goal total. The Habs are 2.61 implied goal total on the road and a plus 148 money line. All right, so when it comes to cash game goalies on tonight's slate, you can obviously, I would say, always, always be looking towards Andre Vasilevsky for the Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 265 home favorites. Uh, he's been consistent all year. There's really no question about it. They're almost certainly going to be coming away with the win. Uh, tonight, he's expensive. There's no other way to put it. You're paying up for the safety. He is $9,800 on FanDuel. Uh, this is probably, I'm going to say, this is one of the most expensive goalies I want to say I've seen over the past three years. I, I can't remember if a goalie's ever broken 10K. I want to say maybe once in 2016. I remember seeing a goalie over 10K. I don't remember who it was, but man, $9,800 is so, so expensive for Vasilevsky. But, you know, the, you're paying up for the win. You're truly, truly, truly paying up for the win. I also think you can go to, to Garask at home, uh, who's $9,200, still expensive. If you're looking for a cash game option, you can go to, let's see, I, I don't hate going to Miko Koskinen for the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, the safety isn't there, but he's $7,600, which just offers... A ton, a ton of savings on tonight's slate where we want to try and jam in, you know, as many of these top stars as you can. I think you can also go to Martin Jones for San Jose, minus 170 home favorites. Uh, So tonight's slate, there's obviously a number of different ways to go about things. You know, paying all the way up for Vasilevsky, you know, on FanDuel DraftKings, it's expensive. There's no question about it. Um, He's 8,100 on DK. He's actually not the most expensive goalie. Tuka Rask is the most expensive goalie tonight at $8,300, so... If you want to go to Vasilevsky there, sure. Koskinen comes in at 79 on DK, so we're looking at a bit of a tighter uh, price grouping there. Meanwhile, on FanDuel, Koskinen is 7.6, and I don't hate the idea of going to him in cash games. Let's just put it like that. You, it gets you a ton of savings if um, if you really need it tonight. I think it might be the case. And listen, Thomas Grace is 8,200, uh, and I think he's a little bit of a safer option compared to Koskinen, and he's also a pretty large road favorite going up against the centers. He's actually at minus 225. So for me, obviously, if price wasn't a thing, you'd be going to Vasilevsky, you'd be going to Rask, and you'd be going to maybe even Grice. Um, but for me, I might be leaning towards Koskinen and then maybe Martin Jones and then Rask in that order because I try and stick with home favorites when it comes to cash games. When it comes to GBP options for goalie, as I always say, we're looking for a mix of a few different things, right? You know, maybe at a goalie at GBPs, we get a little bit of a price discount. So Koskinen could be a guy you do look at uh, because he offers a bit of salary relief, which is always nice because it allows you to load up on skaters elsewhere. Next, we look at, you know, what is his, you know, save expectation going to look like? 
Um, you know, we want the saves. We want all the points that we can possibly get from goalies. But, you know, with seeing a ton of saves, obviously comes the risk that he's, you know, seeing a ton of shots and it could lead to goals. So, you know, those are the two things that kind of go hand in hand. Will he be seeing a ton of saves? Hopefully, yes. Uh, but there's going to be some risk there. So, he can allow two goals, three goals sometimes. But if he has over 30 saves, the positive points from the saves will balance out the negative points from, you know, the goals allowed. And then the fourth thing I look for is, is he able to come away with the win, right? At the end of the night, game's over, getting those, you know, quote-unquote free points from the win um, really helps you, you know, move up the leaderboards, especially in tournaments. So, we, we and if the fifth thing would be lower ownership, like if you really wanted to, uh, you know, nail down all five things, it would be price, it would be the saves, the goals, the win, and ownership. Um, and on tonight's slate, you know, you you could go to Darcy Kemper tonight. The Flames come in with a 49.9 expected Corsi 4, which is absolute highest on the slate. Um, and Kemper has been solid as of late. There's really no question about it. Arizona is looking good. He's 8,500 on FanDuel, which obviously doesn't really bring you uh, a ton of salary relief. And I think that's fine. I'm not sure how many people will want to pay up for him uh, in this matchup. He comes in at $7,300 on DraftKings, which is a very, very favorable price uh, considering he was up at $8,000, you know, a few games ago. Uh, so $700 savings in, you know, a few days um, is nothing nothing to pass on. And it's not like, you know, this most recent loss he had was terrible, right? He gave up three goals. He had still a 28 save. So if he's able to come away with a win in that game, it obviously looks a lot better. So $7,300 on DK for Kemper um, is a price I certainly have uh, plenty of interest in. You can always go to someone like Henrik Lundqvist for the Rangers as a GBP option. He's 7600 on DK. That's also a very reasonable price for him. He comes at 7700 on FanDuel. Um, and we know that the Rangers are bottom five in the league when it comes to Corsi against, which means that they're just giving up a ton of shots. The Red Wings come in with a 46.3 expected Corsi for tonight. So, yes, Lundqvist will be under pressure all night as he has been every single game this season. Um, but if he's able to rack up, you know, 30-plus saves and come away with the win, he actually can be in a really good spot, you know, specifically for GBPs. And if you just look back at his game log, the save volume is there. It's, it's truly, truly there, um, which is great to see. 32, 29, 31, 43, 32, 30 saves over his last six starts. That's some good stuff. The risk is there of him giving up, you know, 3-4-3 three, three goals in that spam. That's what you're doing in GPPs. You are, you know, buying into the fact that he's going to give up only two goals and he's going to come away with the win and still have, you know, 40 saves or 35 saves and just, you know, crush, you know, a point, uh, you know, a point per dollar, um, you know, kind of viewpoint. So I, I really do like him tonight. And the Red Wings are going to be without Dylan Larkin tonight, their top line center due to uh, back injury, shoulder injury, whatever it may be. Other GBP options you can look at, listen, Matt Murray certainly isn't in the greatest spot going up against the Blue Jackets who really need to be picking up wins, uh, but he's still a home favorite. Uh, he's expensive, and he's actually been putting up uh, some solid performances as of late, coming away with over 30 saves in each of his last two games um, and giving up a total of three goals in these past two games. So we know it's going to be the same kind of thing for him. This game could easily be... Four to three, five to three, either way, I kind of see. And I definitely think Murray is a riskier GPP option who probably has a higher goal expectation or goals allowed expectation than some of the other goalies on this slate. One goalie on the slate I, I really do like is Semyon Varlamov for the Colorado Avalanche. The Avs are only plus 110 on the road. So 
Coming away with a victory is almost a coin flip here going up against the Dallas Stars, who we know are one of the weakest offensive teams uh, in the past month. They come in scoring only 2.23 goals per game over the past month, which is second lowest on the slate. Varlamov has looked very good as of late, coming away with wins in six of his last eight starts. Uh, you know, the saves are there sometimes for him, other times they're they're not there, uh, but the goals against are there. So we're banking on a high save game and coming away with the win because he has 20, 36, 30, 34, 41 saves over his last five starts, but in some of these games, he's giving up you know, three, four, two, four, three goals. So Yes, giving up three goals isn't great, but he had 41 saves against Chicago and came away with the victory. Uh, yeah, sign me up for that tonight if that's going to be much of the same going up against the Stars. He's 7700 on FanDuel. I think that's a very reasonable price. 78 on DK. You can get there in lineups. It's an 11-game slate. We have the value out there, which will help you load up on skaters. When it comes to skaters tonight, where can we be looking for cash games and GPPs? Obviously, the, we have the Lightning on the board. So you're going to want to be looking there when it comes to you know some offense as always a 3.78 implied goal total is nothing to shy away from. We have you know the Penguins at home. We have them in a high scoring matchup. You know going up against the Blue Jackets. We have you know let's just start off with this uh, this this Blackhawks and Sabres game. Right it has the over under sitting at seven. It's the highest on the board. So. The Blackhawks are the favorite, minus 132 at home, 3.68 implied goal total. That's obviously amazing. The Sabres are only plus 112 on the road and a 3.32 implied goal total, which is obviously very high whether they're home or away. So what are we looking at in this game and you know how are we looking to you know do a potential game stack since both teams just have such a high expectation for scoring tonight? So we have some line changes going on. Uh, or they've been changing up the the Blackhawks have haven't changing up their lines a bit recently. Uh, they had uh, Caligula, Caligula up on the first forward line uh, up there with Taves and Kane. He's dealing with a concussion. This means we now have uh, Saad up on the first line. He's about five thousand dollars on DK tonight. He comes in at fifty four hundred on Feindu. Obviously, getting up to this line stack is the most expensive option you have as a line stack, but. Um, you lose a little bit of power play correlation. Personally, I would love to go to a full first power play stack for the Blackhawks, but it is very, very expensive. Um, going to Taves, Kane, Alex Dabrinkit is getting up there in price now. And even uh, Gustafson, who's the defender on the first power play, he's getting up there in price. Uh, and it also takes up you know, a lot of salary uh, if you're looking to do a game stack because you, you won't be able to run it back with Jeff Skinner and Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart and those guys. Uh, so I think that... The second forward line for me is actually looking like a, a top target tonight. I'm certainly going to have plenty of Patrick Kane exposure tonight. That's absolutely uh, no question. I, I want slash need to have him in some of my lineups tonight. But the second forward line specifically for the Blackhawks really makes things interesting when it comes to a stacking perspective. We have the center, Dylan Strom. He's up on the first power play uh, with Kane and Taves, and he's only 5.4K on DraftKings. So you're getting a bit of you know savings there along with upside exposure. He's on the second forward line with Alex Dabrinkit, as I said, who's on that first power play. So you have two guys on the first forward line uh, who are on the first power play, excuse me, on the second forward line, first power play. So you're getting exposure to Kane and Taves, but they're both cheaper compared to Kane and Taves. Uh, so we're getting the savings. We're obviously getting exposure to the game. Uh, and you, you pair him off with Dominic Kuhn, who's 3.4K. 
So we take the savings, we also get plenty of upside, and this should allow us to roster at least parts of the first power play for the Sabres, right? It's going to be tough to get Taves, Kane, um, Dabrinkit, Eichel, Reiner, Reinhardt, and Skinner all in the same lineup. Like That's probably going to be uh, almost next to impossible. But if you go to the second forward line for the Blackhawks, that 3.4 price tag on Dominic Kuhn really opens up a lot tonight, which should allow you to get up to Skinner uh, and Eichel. That's where you want to be spending the money. So you get the first power play uh, exposure with the Blackhawks, you take the savings, and then you go all the way up to the Sabres' first power play unit. So this is the spot I think is a really uh, a really key way to attack this game. Um, going to the second forward line for me on the Sabres, is obviously the much, much thinner option. You know, the savings are certainly there, going to Oposo and Shiri and Re- Rodriguez, who are all $4,000 or or below on DraftKings. All of those guys are 3.1, 3.8, and $4,000. That is a ton, a ton of savings. In that capacity, you could take that three-man stack and then run it back with a Blackhawks full first power play stack, and that's certainly in the questions tonight. Don't get me wrong. It's obviously a lower rate or like a the range of outcomes is obviously wider on some of these, you know, cheaper guys who are clearly, clearly the inconsistent ones uh, compared to the first forward line. So I'm on board with attacking this game in multiple different directions. I also think you can be going to this Blue Jackets and Penguins game as a game stack. You know, six and a half over under is something we want to be, you know, focusing in on. And if more of the ownership, just from a, you know, a tournament perspective, if more of the ownership is going to be in that Chicago and Buffalo game, then going to this Blue Jackets-Penguins game is probably just as good. And you could say that the offenses are better on both of these teams and the options are deeper on both of these teams where getting up to the first forward line on either side we know is expensive or the first power play unit on you know either side is expensive. But listen, some of these guys on the third forward line still can get it done for both teams. Really, you know, Patrick Hornquist, Nick Bustad, and Dominic Simon on the Penguins, that's a viable third forward line. And Hornquist is still up on the first power play unit, and he comes in at 4.9K. The uh, the third forward line for the Blue Jackets is just as, uh, you know, just as viable in GPPs. Boone Jenner, Nick Foligno, Josh Anderson, all of these guys are $5,000 or below on DraftKings tonight. So you can mix and match this. And listen, we're passing up guys on the uh, on the second forward line for the, for the Blue Jackets. Didn't even mention Ryan Zingle, the uh, new you know newly acquired at the trade deadline. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstad, he is very cheap at 3.8k on the second power play unit. And it's not like the Penguins don't have cheap guys too. Right now they have Jared McCann up on the first forward line, not seeing any power play time on the first forward line, and he's 4.2k. Now obviously the the lack of uh, power play exposure sucks. Uh, but you can do a full first uh, forward line stack for the Penguins. Go to McCann, Crosby, and Gensel. So you're getting plenty of upside with the power play units, but you're obviously losing a bit of correlation. Same thing is true for the second forward line for the Penguins with Zach Anton Reese. Uh, he's on the second forward line with Kessel and with Malkin. He's 3.8K, but he doesn't see any power play time. Uh, so we're kind of in this the same situation where you can take the savings on one of these guys, Anton Reese or McCann or whoever it may be, and then you'll have the money to spend. When it, what it comes down to is, I really want exposure to the Blue Jackets' first power play unit. Like I, I think that's where most of the upside from their team really comes from. But we know it's very expensive. Getting to Matt Duchesne, newly acquired, Panarin, Atkinson, all of these guys are expensive. But this is where their points truly, truly do come from. Uh, so I think that going to a Blue Jackets' first power play stack and going to just a second forward line stack for the Penguins is something that could probably work, 
in terms of a game stack because you take the savings with Anton Reset under 3.8k and then you still have Kessel and Malkin both on the first power play unit together so you're getting some good, good correlation there. Other options on tonight's slate, I think you can be firmly going to the Edmonton Oilers. You know, at home, 3.37 implied goal total, uh, something you definitely want to pay attention to. Uh, you know, getting to McDavid and Dreisaitl uh, definitely brings you plenty of multi-point upside and, you know, pair them off with Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the first power play, Darnell Nurse. Like, this is a really, really nice, um, you know, game st- or line stack, I should say. It lacks a game stack, right? So some people, if you know, if you're other people that are making, you know, lineups or tournaments, they might not want to pay up for guys that are 6.5 and 7.7 and 5.7K, you know, for Dry Settle, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins when, you know, there's a potential that Vancouver can't like uh, keep up with them in this game. So the Oilers can like take their foot off the gas a little bit, right? And, you know, paying those kind of prices when, you know, you could pay those kind of prices for guys in the Pittsburgh game and or guys on the Blue Jackets side or guys on the Blackhawks, and they're going to be in just pure shootouts. It's just going to be an absolute, you know, scoring fest on both sides, and that might not happen in the Vancouver game, um, the Van- Vancouver visiting the Oilers. So uh, for me, the McDavid stack is always something that, you know, late night GBP hammer, multi-point upside for a, a lot of those guys. Um, I do like it tonight. It's definitely lower on the list, but the potential for lower ownership should be there. So definitely pay attention to that. And then we have the San Jose Sharks. Uh, you know, massive home favorites, minus 170, 3.39 implied gold. So it's like, what do you do with them? Um, because uh, it's tough to pass. Like, people might just overlook them. Everyone's going to get hung up on the Lightning in this early game. In this game with the Blackhawks, that has a 7 over-under and the Penguins and a 6.5 over-under. And, you know, the Islanders attacking the worst defense in the league. And don't forget about the Bruins at home with a 3.61 implied goal total. And if you look down the list, like the Sharks come in with a 46 expected Corsi for tonight, which is really, really just middle of the road. Um, you know, the, the Habs defense is actually pretty solid. Uh, we don't have confirmation on who will be in net tonight. Um, and I kind of, there's a part of me that wants to say, like, this is a sneaky GBP spot. Like, this is a sneaky GBP stack spot, um, and I think that the offense for the Canadians could outperform tonight, and it actually really could be um, a spot you want to attack. Now, listen, Martin Jones is a net. Should he come away with the win? Yes, but if you look at his recent performance, it's kind of average, um, and they're without Eric Carlson, they have the potential to be without Brent Burns, who's dealing with an illness. Um, but Martin Jones allowing two, three, four, four goals over his past four starts, uh, coming away with the win in just his last two. He lost the two prior to that. Um, that's just really average. And this Habs offense is good. I'm not going to say they're amazing, but they're certainly good. They're scoring, you know, just over three goals per game this month. Um, so if the Sharks are going to be without one of their top defenders, have the potential to be without their second top defender. This is a spot you could be firmly looking to attack, I would say, for GBPs only. You know, the Sharps paying these kind of prices for some of these guys when they have a middle-of-the-road expected Corsi 4 is something I don't necessarily want to do. Um, I would rather go to just easier matchups, uh, you know, for comparable prices. But, man, the guys on Canadians are affordable, as they always are. I mean, we have Brandon Gallagher coming in at 6.5K on DraftKings. He's the most expensive option. 6.5K, most expensive option. The entire second line for the Canadians with Andrew Shaw, Jonathan Druin, and Max Dome are all 5.8K and lower. That means stacking this game up is a very, very viable option because the Canadians just naturally 
aren't expensive and it'll allow you to get up to some of the more expensive options on the San Jose side going to Couture and Pavelski and Timo Meyer, all who are above 6.1k you know you can take some savings if you want to you know add the uh, newly acquired Gustav Nyquist uh, you know Kevin LeBanc is on the first power play third forward line he's 4.1k we're going to the entire second power play stack for the Sharks is very cheap because we should see someone like Tim Heed on the second power play unit tonight because Eric Carlson is out. Uh, and that second power play unit is very, very cheap. I mean, we have Nyquist who's on a 5.3K. You can go to Joe Thornton at 4.6. You can go to uh, Tim Heed at 3.1K. Like, these guys are not expensive at all, right? So you're getting some multi-line exposure because, you know, we have Nyquist on the second, Thornton's on the third, you know, Heed's, uh, you know, a, a lower-end defenseman, but he's on the second power play, et cetera, et cetera. And then you'll have the money to spend on the Canadians. So this is a, a, a GPP spot I might actually really want to focus in on tonight. All right, so that does it for today's podcast. As always, can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. It's all over the place. Give it a like, follow, or subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at DFS underscore Tom. And until next time, Good luck in your contests.